Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Christy Lee. Watch it live right now at band.video. American Journal. This is Christy Lee. Thank you for that intro, a special intro just for me. I'm so honored. Uh, surprise, I'm here. Uh, it's been a while since I've been able to hang out with my my friends, my info warriors. So thank you for having me. Uh, I was thinking earlier just about this journey and how crazy it's been over the past couple of years and how fast time has been going. And you know that song, you get knocked or I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to make me. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, that song, I was reminded of that song because I just watched the movie Champions with Woody Harrelson. And they there's a couple parts in that movie where they're singing that song. I get knocked down, but I get up again. By the way, that movie is amazing. Um, I mean, I love any heartwarming movie. The, the whole movie is about this chip on his shoulder, basketball coach, and he ends up having to coach a, a team with disabilities. And um, it's a good movie. Now, I could have done without some of the all the sexual references in there, but I thought that was unnecessary. But, you know, movies, they always got to throw those in. Uh, anyways, great movie. Thought of that song. Thought of like how... <laughs> how tough these past couple years have been, you know, from navigating, leaving traditional news to trying to figure out what this whole independent journalism thing was going to look like to getting to do work here at at InfoWars and then the attacks that InfoWars has been under, which has caused me to to branch out and do some other things. It's just kind of, it's all been so crazy and definitely have had a lot of moments feeling knocked down. But I get up again. <laughs> so there's that, uh, which is the verse of the day. You know, I like to share the ver- a verse of the day anytime I get to guest host. And the verse of the day is from Philippians 3. 14 and 15 or through 16. This is like one of my, my favorite life verses. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as are we uh, perfect have this attitude. And if anything, you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. However, let us keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. So keep on pressing on is uh, the name of the game. So Today, I want to talk about 2024. There's a lot of different things going on. We just had Robert F. Kennedy Jr. make his announcement. So I'm going to play, planning on playing a couple clips of of his announcement that I liked. Um, Of course, Donald Trump's still in the mix, but there's all of these different methods that they're trying to do to keep him from running. Um, So there's that. And then we also have um, someone like Vivek Ramaswamy in the mix, who I'm really impressed by, really, really like him as well. Um, Interested in the whole Trump versus DeSantis little battle that there's going on. So I just feel like there's a ton going on there that we can cover and also an opportunity to take some phone calls so that I can 
connect with you again. So that's going to be uh, the topic pretty much is what you think of the RFK Jr. announcement. And just a reminder, that number to call is one 789 That's one 789 Going to try and take some phone calls after I go through some of these news headlines uh, and how you're feeling about RFK Jr. entering the mix and if you trust him, do you not trust him? Um, It certainly is causing for some (laughs) interesting outlook for 2024. That is for sure. I'll also be talking to a journalist and author, Alex Newman, in um, the second hour. And, you know, you might have thought we were done with this division of vaccinated versus unvaccinated with all of the information that's come out. But no, unvaccinated are still being discriminated against. So we're going to talk to a woman who is essentially being killed by the establishment because she's unvaccinated. So that's coming up as well. Stick with us. Lots to cover and looking forward to your phone calls at the end of this hour. It's Thursday, April 6th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, it's jam. Back to the American Journal, Christy Lee, and today for Harrison Smith. Happy to be here. Glad I could make it in. Juggling all kinds of stuff. Uh, was also asked to do the war room this week, and I'm like, oh, I'm maxed out. Sorry. I have a whole nother show I've started. I started my own Monday through Friday show. It's with AMP News. You're welcome to check it out. It's just ampnews.us, ampnews.us. Uh, the show is called Counter Narrative with Christy Lee. And the whole concept is the fact that we have a very unbalanced news operation, don't we? Uh, so the biggest criticism I got when I left traditional news is people were like, oh, well, now you're just going to be the other way, you know, which is funny because that's acknowledging that there is a huge left wing bias. Um, and I reject that because I think if the overall goal of delivering information to an audience is balance, then if I have to ele- elevate the side that is silenced and censored and not heard from in order to bring overall balance, then that's what I'm going to do. So I bring the counter narrative. And actually in my premiere week of this new show, um, I had Dr. Malone back on and he, I was able to ask him about his visit here to the InfoWars studio. He, that was the first in, uh, interview he did after his Joe Rogan interview is to come visit us here at the studio and I asked him a question and uh, wanted to ask him what he thought of uh, some news that had come out from the FBI. So let's take a listen. Ethics to be at the forefront, integrity and transparency. So uh, inviting Dr. Malone back in and I wanted to talk to you about um, the Joe Rogan interview and how I, I had the opportunity to talk to you right after that interview. And there was a question I asked you that kind of has made the rounds went a little bit viral in there. So let's uh, watch just that little clip. We've been manipulated. So you'd say you've been red pilled? Uh, In like (laughs) multidimensional red pill. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, 
I thought I was red pilled. You know, I, I, well, I, I've been on the inside. So it's such a great soundbite. Not only re- did you tell me you'd been red pilled, but you'd been multidimensionally red pilled. So uh, it was one of my favorite things of that particular interview. So be- being that as it may, I wanted to get your take on this Fox News article that recently came out. It says FBI documents associate internet slang like based and red pill with extremism. The Heritage Foundation's oversight project said it used a Freedom of Information Act request to expose those documents that include glossaries from the FBI showing flags of things like red pill and describing it as involuntary celibate violent extremism. <laughs> so what do you make of that? You're, you're on record as saying red pill and the FBI would characterize you as a violent extremist. Uh, right. So this goes back to the Department of Homeland Security definition. I think it was two Februarys ago in which uh, mis, dis, or malinformation was determined to be uh, grounds for accusation of domestic terrorism. And just this is covered in the book. To recap, in this Department of Homeland Security uh, bulletin, uh, misinformation is any statement which is contrary to the approved narrative from World Health Organization for Health and Human Services. Disinformation is uh, such that varies from their uh, approved narrative, but is being spread for political purposes. And malinformation is information which may be true, but which causes people to have uh, reservations or concerns about their government. So all of these things are now defined as potential domestic terrorism. Been a concerted effort to uh, associate, quote, anti-vaxxer um, or other uh, um, counter-narrative uh, persons and, and voices with anti-Semitism. And this has been done by the Center for Countering Digital Hate and now most recently by the Anti-Defamation League. And so, for instance, All right, we can in pull out from it the there this League, whole interview I'm, or this I'm, whole clip. You can find this whole clip on band.video on my page on band.video. He goes on to talk about how they're using this same attack to attack RFK Jr. And it's only accelerated, especially in light of the rumors that he was going to announce and then he has announced. But that is right there on the band.video page if you want to continue to listen to that uh, section of the interview where he's discussing that. Um, Also keeping me busy is I recently covered the Independent National Convention and was really actually found it very refreshing to have a lot of different voices all in the same place. You had People's Party, which is... would be considered extreme left um, on the same panels as uh, libertarian, um, which would be, can be considered more on the right, and how they came together in anti-war efforts. And um, it was refreshing after we have so much division to come to a conference where there was not really any clear-cut, obviously totally different than my experience at CPAC was this independent national convention. So here's um, a little interview with the executive producer of the event. up in a Christian household, I was really inspired by the Christian doctrine that we were about to have paradise on this planet. And when I started to kind of unravel that doctrine and not believe that maybe some person was going to come out of the sky and save us, then I realized, well, if I'm interested in that possibility, 
and no one's going to come out of the sky and do it for us, then maybe we have to do it for ourselves. And so that's what kind of got me on the, what can I do to create positive impact in the world? And that got me involved with extreme poverty alleviation. So I was working in that domain for several years in Africa. And then that led me to realize that poverty wasn't just people that hadn't caught up to Western society. It was actually the output of America's geopolitical, economic, uh, imperialistic, colonialistic you know, activities. And once I realized that we were actually creating poverty uh, in different parts of the world, I realized there was just nothing to do but to go into the center of, of our system. And that clearly wasn't going to happen through the Republican or Democratic channels. And so the question was, okay, how do we create real phase change in this country? And that led to the insight of, well, it's going to come through the organization of the 100 million person independent sector, not as any one new party, but as a coordination system amongst parties to be able to create a coalition that can create a new center of gravity for American politics. That leads me right to my next question. Me having been in traditional media for 20 years before going independent, (laughs) um, I've been in actual meetings, especially with the onset of social media integration about they would say say it in a nice way, of course, but they essentially wanted to get our audience to argue and be divisive because that would increase engagement and thereby increase advertising dollars. So what's been really encouraging for me here these past few days is that you've been able to bring people that are far right with people that are far left and frustrated with both sides. How do you, how are you able to bring people from like the People's Party and Libertarians together, for example? Yeah, well, it's a lot of people think that's a big deal, and to me, it's not a big deal at all. Um, but I understand why it seems challenging because the media narrative has painted the picture that these, the left and the right, is so different. But the the left and the right is a concept that's indoctrinated and inculcated, and so then we see ourselves as, oh, I'm a part of the left or I'm part of the right. Therefore, these are the people that are like me. These are people that are different from me. All that is entrained. Um, if you go to like the deeper inherent All right, truth, we can pull out of that now yeah. as well. If you want to watch the rest of that interview, you can find it on my Rumble channel, KLIM News, KLIM News. Uh, but uh, yeah, d- he he just goes on to talk about this dual, du- dual, I can't even say that word, duopoly system and how we need to break the system. So I'm going to be digging into um, RFK Jr.'s a- announcement and, and what I think of that in this next segment. So let's just go ahead and play up until the break as much as can play of uh, a little bit of RFK Jr., that clip uh, too. My father, when he came back one time from the Delta, he said, just, we were all at the dinner table when he came in. Allow that to play to said, the break. I was in a tar paper shack today that was smaller than this dining room and there were two families living there and the the children get one meal a day and when you get older I want you to help those people In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product 
and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words, plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsStore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a thousand left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsTore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I'm going to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal. This is Christy Lee and for Harrison Smith. Thanks for being with me today. I'm diving into this whole 2024 presidential election outlook, particularly with RFK Jr. entering the mix. Uh, really want to know what you guys think. I feel like this is kind of one of those things where you're going to have a whole slew of different opinions in this audience, which is great because here at InfoWars, we actually allow people to have different opinions and share them crazy. I know, right? Free speech. What a novel idea. Anyway, so going back to his announcement, the clip that we played just a tiny bit of before we left the break is really him saying, uh, I want others to take up the sword. I'm, I want to get into this position for Republicans, for independents, for Democrats, you know, because basically the whole system is broken. I didn't really want to do this, but I felt like I'm watching my country just being stolen and destroyed in front of me. And uh, he also does go on to say in his speech, he kind of goes into a wee bit of attack mode on Donald Trump. When I interviewed Robert F. Kennedy Jr. here, when um, I was actively, more actively reporting for InfoWars, um, I asked him about his impression of Donald Trump way back then. And he was, he had brought up that, hey, you know, Donald Trump said he was going to bring me in and I was going to be on this like, essentially counsel on vaccine safety. Then Pfizer gave him like a million dollars or something for his inauguration. And then suddenly I didn't hear from him. So he had, he was already critical of him then. Um, in this speech, he was blaming Trump for the lockdowns and uh, going a little bit on the offensive there. Uh, I also liked this um, part though of his speech. Uh, we're going to take clip three. I told my wife, the other day, I said, I got so many skeletons in my closet that if they could vote, I could be king of the world. <laughs> uh, in normal circumstances, I would not do this. Uh, but these are not normal circumstances. I'm watching my country being stolen from me. Yes. Yes. And I don't... 
and I owe it to my children, to my family, and my legacy. I don't want you know, the Democratic Party to be the party of fear and pharma and war and censorship. We, we have to be more than just neocons with woke bobbleheads. We need... Now, right there, I feel like what he was saying is highly appealing to both sides of the aisle. Um, I have been a registered independent, particularly most of the time because of my uh, career being in the news industry. I wanted to play that out in real life, too, and and be independent. But I have, uh, over the years, voted also Republican. I've actually never gone so far as to vote uh, Democratic that I can recall. I was trying to think about that the other day. Um, But this is the first time that listening to something like that, this is the first time that I am sitting here being like, is this going to be the first time I like register Democrat because uh, so that I can vote in the primary? But here's the thing. Um, Even if he gets it, we already know that the Democratic Party as it stands right now are cheaters and they they are extremely undemocratic and have complete lawlessness. And we saw this happen um, before with Bernie Sanders. And here's an, an article right here from The Observer. Court concedes DNC had the right to rig primaries against Sanders. So this is an, an article from 2017 about what we saw happen with the DNC. Uh, a class action lawsuit was filed against Democratic National Committee, former DNC Chair Debbie Wasserman Schultz for violating the DNC charter by rigging the Democratic presidential primaries for Hillary Clinton against Bernie Sanders. The federal judge dismissed the lawsuit after several months of litigation um, and basically rubber stamped that they can rig it if they want to. And just think of how undemocratic this is. They, they, they're already in so many ways trying to prevent Donald Trump from running. And so they're like, oh, we're the party of majority and what people want and we represent the people, but then they have all these efforts to accept if you want to vote for this guy. No, we we don't want the majority to speak. And then even in this case with the Bernie Sanders, um, yeah, we want the majority. The people have spoken. We want democracy. Except if you choose the wrong guy, then we're going to find a way to circumvent you and choose who we want as elitists anyway. So... Is even going to have a chance is the question. So obviously the legacy media is extremely terrified with this situation. Uh, I have on Twitter, New York Times had shared this um, tweet. Robert Kennedy plans to formally announce on Wednesday that he is challenging President Biden for the Democratic nomination for president. Kennedy says he wants to make vaccines safer, but he is spreading misinformation. These two sentences, first of all, like are completely unconnected. And if you take it the other way, imagine if this post by by the New York Times had said Robert Kennedy Jr. plans to formally announce on Wednesday that he is challenging President Biden for the Democratic nomination for president. And then the next sentence, instead of Kennedy says he wants to make vaccines safer, but he's spreading misinformation. Imagine the next sentence was Biden has said he wants to build back better, but the economy is crumbling. The border is open and crime is on the rise. I mean, that should expose just how biased this line is. I mean, if you wouldn't throw that line in there for the president about like picking out something that he says and trying to defame him for it, then why do it for the person that is 
is announcing. I mean, we know why why they do it. And it, it, it's it's so fully against the journalistic standards because they're supposed to just deliver information. They don't give you a source for uh, that he's spreading misinformation. They just, as the arrogant Pravda media they are, say he's spreading misinformation. And they don't even look at examining conflicts or motivations. So that's highly frustrating, but it does tell me that they're terrified. So there's that. Um, I don't think we should discount Vivek uh, Ramaswamy though either, but I want to kind of take you through that video, which I feel like I'm going to need a little bit more time to do. So maybe I'll do that a little bit in the next segment um, just before taking your phone calls. But again, um, there are continuing to be efforts to block Trump from running in the independent sentinel uh, the campaign, they're, they're continuing to fight to keep them off. They're pointing to some 1868 section, uh, ratified section, uh, that was supposed to punish Confederate officers and officials after the Civil War and said any officer of the United States is disqualified from future public office if they have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States after taking an oath to support the Constitution. Well, what about the article that just came out recently that says they don't even have a record of Kamala Harris, Merrick Garland, and many others. They don't even have record of like their oaths to the Constitution in in their documents and here this is talking about that um it's unbelievable he hasn't even been indicted in any way for insurrection uh but remember it's okay for them to have an insurrection at um the tennessee capital by their very own definition and several other places as long as it's a state capital it's fine um but not in this situation so when we return i do want to get to your phone calls um but i do want to get to also vivek ramaswamy because i want to see if you have any thoughts on him as well so we'll get to that on the other side turbo force is back sold out for eight months and it's turbo force plus we made it even stronger the strongest long-term energy you're going to find anywhere Turbo Force is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. It's not just wide-spectrum nat- natural herbs that time release over 10 hours. It should be called 10-hour energy. It has a bunch of vitamins and minerals and a bunch of other key things and amino acids that turbocharge everything and are good for your heart, your brain, your liver, you name it. Uh, it... it, it it is the super fuel. Rainforce Plus is great. Rainforce Ultra is great. They're two different nootropics. They go good with this. But this is the King Kong. This is the boss. Turbo Force, back in stock, discounted. InfoWarsStore.com. More power, more strength, more energy. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Christy Lee. Watch it live right now at band.video. You don't own me. I'm not just All right, welcome back. Yes, we need to remind the elitists, the globalists, the Klaus Schwabs, they don't own us. They do not own us. They want to own us. They want to force us to eat bugs. That's not going to happen. Don't tell me what to do. I'm not eating those bugs. 
All right, back to the topic of the 2024 uh, election and how that is starting to flesh out. I was talking before the break about how they're trying to, of course, keep President uh, Trump off the ballot to left-leaning nonprofit groups uh, claiming a section of the Constitution should prevent him from running, of course. So we're going to see this um, mostly happen in, of course, the deep blue states. They're going to try and keep him off. And, and we'll see. I mean, we're now in utter lawlessness. So maybe they'll be able to pull it off. Like nothing would surprise me anymore. All right. I wanted to kind of bring Vivek Ramaswamy into the mix because I've been very impressed with how well-spoken he is. Interested in your opinions on him too. But let's take a look at this video of him battling it out with Don Lemon and kind of um, break it down. Clip number four. That war was fought for black people to have freedoms in this country. Yeah. Actually, that's why the Civil War was fought. Okay. And the sad that part wasn't about fought it. For, for black people to have guns, I think. Actually, you know, the funny fact is black people did not get to enjoy the other freedoms until their Second Amendment rights were secured. And I think that that's black, one of the lessons that we still learned. aren't allowed to enjoy the freedoms. I disagree with you country. on that, Don. I disagree with you. I, I think you're doing a disservice well, to our country. Okay. By failing to recognize when the you, fact that we have you already black the skin and you live in this country, then you can disagree with me. But we're not. You mentioned in here that I we disagree. Have three I, different John, I think we have to be able here. to talk about these issues in the open, regardless of the color of our skin. Black Americans today to say that compare that to 1865 and 1964. I think to compare I think it's insulting to black people. It's insulting to me as an African American. I don't want to sit here and argue with you because it's infuriating for you to put that to put those things together. It's not right. Your telling of history is wrong. Your, what, your what part of the history was wrong? What, 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 what part of the history was wrong? That the Civil War was fought. You're making people think that the Civil War was fought for black people. I love how black like people to get guns. Token white lady to in the corner is just like completely quiet, like scared to say anything. Look at her just sitting there. She is completely mute throughout this whole interchange between him. And just notice how arrogant and, and oh, he's so disgusting. Continue. Uh, to get guns, that was that, that was the reason that you're there at the NRA. That was the reason for uh, for the Civil War. It I is think a that's fact. reductive. It's not and reductive. I think it's insulting. There are a whole plethora of reasons that for Look, the Civil with War. With due respect, I find I find your explanation reductive and actually insulting, including to Black Americans, to say that Black people today, compared to 1964, 1865, haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured. And the Second Amendment was black part people, of the Hang on, please. Freedom. I cannot keep a thought if you guys are talking to me in my ear. So uh, hang on one second. So to say I that, love that, that part too. People, so he's yelling at like the production for like who knows what the heck they're saying to him. Maybe they're saying tone it back, like wrap this up. But he's like, stop, quit talking to me. I have something I have to say. He's just he's so arrogant and the most privileged black man ever in the world it, like trying to act like you don't know what it's like to be a black man in America uh, well what is it like because you are on a network making what tons of money at this point can we play towards the very end um the most appalling thing about this is I think it's like at like three if you if I don't know if you can go to 315 on that or not can we play that part fast forward to the end it's like Oh, one second. So three, they're, they're trying to queue it up to like 315 um, is the most appalling part of this entire in, uh, exchange. But again, we have a, 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 a minority arguing with a minority that he doesn't know what it's like to be a minority. Like what is happening? All right, play it right, right here. 
Whatever America. ethnicity I am, I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it, but I think we should have oh, this. We missed it. Sorry. We missed it a little bit. Basically, I'll just paraphrase it. He, he's, he's like, he gets completely off the rails, Don Lemon, and, he, and he's like, whatever you are. Like, unbelievable. Like, how racist are you? That he then dismisses Vivek and, and he's like, whatever, whatever you are, whatever ethnicity you are, he's like, are you kidding me? Like, you know what he is. But to dismiss like what he is because you think that you're on some actually privileged pedestal because you're a black a, a American, like are, what? And yet you're acting like you're not privileged, but clearly you are. I mean, especially the way you treat people, like your production staff saying, get out of my ear. I'm trying to talk right now. <laughs> like, it's just insane. All right. I want to get to your phone calls, um, find out what you guys think about all this, uh, how this outlook is looking. So let's go uh, straight to Bill in North Carolina. Bill. Bill, are you there? that comes out of your mouth is blessed by God. Oh, I just, I can, can you start over? I, I just, we just now started to hear you. Can you say that again? Oh, sure. I said, good morning, Ms. Lee. You're a, you're a godly gal oh, and a you. great American patriot. Every word of truth that comes out of your mouth is blessed by God. Oh, I appreciate that. Sure. I'm a Christian conservative journalist. Well, it's humiliating to use the term journalist now uh, right? because I think they should all be they should all be thrown in the D.C. gulag and release all the J6 prisoners. Um, I'm a writer anyway. <laughs> um, and the phenomenon I'm seeing is every single morning we all wake up and there's a thousand different atrocities committed by our enemies. Mm-hmm. And it just gets so old and it wears you down. And I lead a, a pop up patriot group in my town. I don't know if you're familiar with the phenomenon, but it's another sign that we're winning. Nice. These groups are popping up all over the place. It's just great. You know, and, they probably like marked already as domestic terrorists then, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, totally. My writings on China and, and my interviews with President Trump and my, uh, my, my writings about uh, our brain-damaged current president, our dumpster fire president, uh, yeah, I'm totally marked. I don't, I don't care, though, you know, and I, I really don't care. Um, it's too important what we're doing here, what we're fighting for. But a lot of the people I see, a lot of the conservatives out there going through their day-to-day business, they're losing hope. They think we're losing. They're despondent. They're depressed. They're downhearted. And what we've all got to remember, people of faith, we've got to keep the faith. We've got to find our brave. We gotta, I'll say that again. We've got to find our brave, stay strong, and we've got to know that God is always with us. So when all, all of this stuff plays out, if we can't win on ourselves, win by ourselves with God's help, then God will come down and start smiting people, and it'll be all over, and we will win. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I started the, the show with Philippians 3, uh, because I just love that whole concept of, like— I, the Bible tells us we're going to have have to deal with all this. It, it should come as no surprise. But it also um, in Philippians, it talks about, you know, pressing on. Our goal is to please Christ in, in the long haul. And so we can continue to, when we get knocked down, <laughs> get up again. I'm, I'm, I'm mixing a, sa- a secular, terrible song with a <laughs> verse. So please forgive me. I, I know we're made in the image of God. I feel like, you know, he appreci- He can appreciate my humor sometimes, <laughs> hopefully. <Yes. laughs> but yeah, yes. a good reminder that we, we have to keep pressing on. And I mean, I have to tell myself that all the time because like you said, it gets so discouraging sometimes. 
Well, our, our godless enemies try to inflict their phony interpretations of the Bible on us. So when Nancy Pelosi says we're all God's children, we're not all God's children, unfortunately. Um, I mean, is she implying Hitler and Jeffrey Dahmer are God's children? Obviously not. So she's got to stop with the—they've all got to stop with their constant weighing in on matters of faith when they're completely godless heathens. Well, we're all created by God, and we all have the opportunity to be— Exactly. To, to be forgiven, but clearly they have no interest in being forgiven, and they've they've elevated themselves to the position of godhood. Let's be real. That's right. You've got to you've got to confess and repent and seek redemption, and that's the difference between what constitutes God's children and what constitutes our enemies. These people are not our friends. They're not our fellow Americans, as the show has said repeatedly, even this morning. These people are out to kill us. Pete Santilli was saying this. These people are out to destroy us. So at what point do we stop turning the other cheek and take off the gloves? And uh, and return their uh, their acrimony. Hey, the Bible talks about the spiritual battle, a battle here. So we need to be ready to fight. When we get back, we'll hear from others. Thank you so much from Bill from North Carolina. 1776 Testosterone Boost is back in stock. It is a private label of the number one best-selling natural testosterone booster on the market. It does incredible things for men, but women also love it. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to experience this product for yourself. I never have any issues in the libido department, but it's always good to supercharge it and take it to the next level. And I'm just gonna tell you bottom line, my wife is blown away. I am a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the sheets. And I'm telling you, at 49, I've got more energy in that department than I had when I was 18. And I owe it all to 1776 Testosterone Boost, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. It's also great for your muscles, your body, your energy, your workouts. Get 1776 Testosterone Boost at InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Journal. This is Christy Lee and for Harrison Smith. And we're talking about this 2024 outlook. Things are getting interesting. We've got, of course, Trump first to announce, which they're going to try everything to block him from running. We have uh, Sleepy Joe in there. 
We have now Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who the media is on full attack mode to discredit him. And uh, some other interesting folks like Vivek Ramaswamy, who I love everything that he's got to say. Uh, Like I said earlier, I'm really on board with a lot that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is saying. So things are definitely getting interesting. I know that um, actually Dr. Shiva uh, has also announced a run for president. So yeah, all around interested in what you think of what's happening. If Robert F. Kennedy Jr. will even get a crack at it, seeing as the Democrats are cheaters and they, you know, destroy. Bernie before he even had a chance. So let's let's see what you guys think. The number again is one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. That's one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. Let's go to Lane right here in Texas. Lane. Hello, Christy. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Hey, uh, I tell your husband hello, by the way, too. He's awesome. Always like when y'all do stuff together. Yes, me too. I told him just yesterday. I was like, I wish you could come in with me, but he's working. So so one of us has to have a real job. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's he's a wealth of knowledge just like you. I'm I'm always, especially in the Kennedys in particular, he's a real deep well of knowledge. Yeah, he's really good. All right. So what I wanted to talk about is just how proud of Donald Trump and Trump Jr., I am at how they played the Bud Light controversy because, you know, it's a much more important one than than meets the eye. You know, it's you essentially have Bud Light, who's vice president of marketing, you know, openly admitted with her comments about their customer base, that her perception of them essentially being fratty, which which you have to think of fraternal orders, you know, in college in particular being mostly made up of, you know, adolescent, you know, underage drinkers mm-hmm. uh, as well. So. Obviously, there was, it's not trying just to grow a certain demographic to buy more of your alcohol. They're particularly targeting underage people, and, and this has been done for millennia. But, uh, you know, you get the whole, you know, just say no to drugs, don't do drugs yet. You know, when you're 18, you're a young adult because you can buy cigarettes and a grown one because you can buy beer. Yeah. Uh, and what kind of, you know, psychological, you know, sorcery is that, but. What, what? Yeah, I don't get that. That he, that Trump Jr. would would be discouraging that. But what c- continues to kill me is is the brazen disregard of what the American people want. Like these places are so funded by dirty money, uh, like the news corporations that continue to die, and pe- less and less people trust them, and so uh, they they have less viewership. But they continue to double down on lying to the American people, having no journalistic standards. And then you have companies like this that. They know their demographic, but completely ignore it and don't seem to care that it's going to destroy their company because why should they? They obviously are funded or can be picked, can be saved by some other dark money. It's it's insane. Well, well think about it like this. So you, you have Trump who immediately shows up with Kid Rock and Mike Tyson to the UFC uh, show that night. So that's, that's openly uh, a, a vote of confidence and you know, Kid Rock had just had, you know, the commercial yeah. that he did, you know. And then Trump Jr. is also blowing the whistle and exposing the lobby of Bud Light to the establishment uniparty, uh, in, in in particular in the GOP, which I, which I think is a brilliant move because if you have a, somebody like a Donald Trump and you have somebody like a Robert Kennedy Jr. or you have somebody like a Donald Trump or a, um, uh, you know, Arizona's, you know, governor, somebody like that, you know, somebody who's more perceived as more middle of the road team up as an opposite. That's what we need to do is form an opposition to the establishment unit party that's out yes. of both parties. Absolutely. With our own that's what's really attractive to me about 
RFK Jr. is like, there's many of us like myself that are just sick of, of the uniparty, just sick of the, the two-party system. And so when he's saying, like, let's just be done and come together on um, common sense, that's a very attractive thing to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then I also wanted to say it, what y'all need to do is y'all need to watch TMZ did uh, a little clip with Drag Race star Manila Luzon like four days ago where she essentially came out and she spoke about the Bud Light controversy as well as the Jack Daniels advertising campaign. And she basically comes out and says, hey, you know, everybody boycotting Bud Light, you know, or Jack Daniels on account of their ad campaign needs to shut up because the Jack Daniels ad campaign was like two years ago, you know, and, and alcohol essentially has been given, you know, for a long period of time, you know, like, you know, my, my, my grandmother, when I was young, used to take it, rub it on my gums when I was getting noisy, you know, to get me mm-hmm. to be quiet. And y'all essentially need to, you know, just shut up, drink your beer and behave. And I'm just like, wow. So there's another, you know, underage soliciting, yeah. you know, kind of kind of low blow. A, uh, it just it blows my mind. The, yeah. the elitist mindset of these people. Yeah, it is. It's brazen. All right. <laughs> well, thank you yeah, so much, Lane, for your phone call. I'm going to try and sneak in a couple others, but really appreciate appreciate calling. And I'm going to be sure to let my husband know he got a shout out, too. All right. Let's go to Don in Montana. Don. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, first off, I want to give a congratulations to Harrison Smith and his uh, daughter. That's awesome. I'm glad you're going in. I uh I want to say, I think I speak for a lot of Americans when I say, if we don't get rid of Dominion and the voting protocol, we're just going to go right back to the same old stuff every time. It's just, you know, it, they're going to do what they're going to do. They, they go with what works. They're going to, I have a feeling they're going to release another pandemic and lock us down. Well, they've already the, said um, they are. I mean, that's like the big elephant yeah. of the room is here we are talking about all these candidates, but is it going to matter if we can't vote? They have already on record saying said the next pandemic they're already gearing up for how they can control us through it exactly. through the un and the who and treaty and here comes the mail-in ballots and then you know you can scam it with uh, dominion but uh, what i wanted to say was um can you imagine if 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 donald trump was to reach across the aisle and take robert kennedy jr as a vice president that would be that would unite the parties that would um it would it, it would and i don't it was sad because i don't think they would go that direction because there's no way they could allow that because the, the, the Democratic Party will not want to go the direction that Robert Kennedy Jr. W- w- wants to go. So I have a, a little bit of a fear for, for him. He's a very old man. I think he's got a lot of uh, cojones when, when he was, says he's going to run against uh, Biden because I think it's taking the Democratic Party in a direction uh, for the people. And I think, you know, the Kennedy curse, we all know what happens with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I kudos to him, but I, I have a feeling that Trump's probably going to take Carrie Lake. She's been hanging out down there and um, and, and, and down there in Florida with him for a little bit. I, I have a feeling that he's probably going to name her as his, as his uh, vice VP, and um, uh, that would be cool too. But I mean, I think you know, for America, if he reached across the aisle and grabbed the Democrat, if he was to grab, you know, this is, hasn't happened for like over a hundred years, and this hasn't happened forever. But if he was to reach across the aisle and grab. Robert Kennedy Jr. I think this country could we could we could salvage a little bit of you know I mean I think it would be incredibly healing for this country which is why why they won't allow it to happen (laughs) exactly that's exactly that's the same thing I feel but I but I think I speak for a lot of Americans when I say that if we don't get this voting protocol that we have now 
They're going to inject it. You know, Democrats do what works for them. They're going to do what worked for them last time. And, they're, and, and you know, when Hillary said, you know, she projected, well, well the Republicans, the, the, the conservatives, you know, they do this and that, and, and they projected on. That is so childish because that's exactly what the Democrats do. They'll be, you know, like say Russia collusion. You know, let's talk about, hey, Hillary, how about uh, the uranium you sold to those, the, the, the Clinton station? You guys are in Russia, not, not Donald Trump. Let's be honest. So they always project what they're doing negatively onto the conservatives and then, you know, and then point that out. And it's just, uh, I, I, we're all tired of it. But until we get some different voting protocol, until we can change that, we're going to get more of the same. And what are we going to do? When they inject Joe Biden again, or, or Hillary's probably to be his her, his VP, what are we going to do then? Yeah, when inject that's that? how and she'll sudden, finally get her way in, and, and then exactly. and then Biden will retire. suddenly pass away from mysterious circumstances. Hey, I gotta let you go. To, I'm going to try and sneak in one more phone call. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go to um, Anna in Kentucky. Anna. Um, I'm going to let you start, and then I'm going to probably have to go to break and then come back to you. So, Anna, go ahead. Hi, Christy Lee. So nice to speak to you this morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, So I did one deep dive on Vivek Ramaswamy recently, Mm -hmm. and I ran across a lot of red flags that give me concerns that he may be a Trojan horse. Okay. So he... Studied at Harvard, and then in he went into life sciences investment for a few years, and then he went to Yale in 2011 as a Paul and Daisy Soros fellow. Mm. Paul Soros is the older brother of George Soros. Oh, I'm not sure if uh, his. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen, Anna. We got to hit this break, but stay on the line and we're going to finish your thoughts on Vivek. And uh, it will be interesting to kind of weigh in on him because he does sound impressive. Turbo Force is back, sold out for eight months, and it's Turbo Force Plus. We made it even stronger, the strongest long term energy you're going to find anywhere. Turbo Force is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. It's not just wide-spectrum natural herbs that time release over 10 hours. should be called 10-hour energy. It has a bunch of vitamins and minerals and a bunch of other key things and amino acids that turbocharge everything and are good for your heart, your brain, your liver, you name it. it. It is the super fuel Brainforce Plus is great. Brainforce Ultra is great. They're two different nootropics. They go good with this. But this is the King Kong. This is the boss. Turbo Force, back in stock, discounted. InfoWarsStore.com. More power, more strength, more energy. Watching the American Journal with your host, Christy Lee. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, 
Welcome back to the American Journal. As much as I actually really hate politics, we are digging in to politics today because uh, it's uh, really clogging the news, news cycle. And it's interesting to speculate what could happen 2024 now that RFK Jr. is on the scene. Really like what he has to say. Been really impressed with Vivek. Uh, we're, we were just uh, having a phone call with Anna, though, who said she's done a deep dive on Vivek and has some red flags. Now, I know we, there has also been some red flags with Tulsi Gabbard, who says, like, hey, I didn't even ever approve being on the WEF Young Leader website. That was I was just as much as surprised as everybody else. Um, so she's kind of defended that. So I don't know about these red flags with Vivek, but it's important to at least uh, entertain. We don't want any Trojan horses, as Anna from Kentucky says. So Anna, continue. You said there was some... Um, connections also with um, he went to Harvard and you said there's also connections with Soros. You said Paul Soros? Yes. So he was a Paul and Daisy Soros fellow. So he was um, given a fellowship at Yale by their foundation. And um, after he graduated from Yale, he then went on to be the founder and CEO of Ryovant Sciences, which is a global uh, biopharma, biotech company that is the umbrella of something like 20 different other uh, biotech, biopharma companies, including Sinovant, which is based in China. So, you know, he's got those globalist China uh, connections as well. Um, the, the, let's see. Then in 21, he stepped down from pharma. As you were talking about young global leaders, he was in the 2021 class of young global leaders in the category of global health and healthcare. And uh, it was when he stepped down in 21 that he began to write his books. Um, let's see. The Washington Post calls him a bundle of contradictions because of his background in um what he does and what his connections are versus what he says, you know? So I think he has been since 21 kind of persona building. So you think he's kind of like a sleeper. He's like playing a part and, and really he's not a good person. (laughs) See, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think that a healthy sense of skepticism based on what a person does versus what they say is, Wise, you know, because a serpent has a slick tongue. It's a <laughs> it's it, a hard balance, um, Anna, to yeah. take because I do think the same, that we should always be skeptical and that people should be willing to answer questions about what they've done in the past. I mean, I uh, I know that particularly Dr. Robert Malone, people are super polarized about right. him. They either love him or they hate him. And when they hate him, they bring up all this stuff in his past um, to be the devil's advocate or however you want to say that, not to not to frame him as a devil. But uh, just to, to in his defense, I, I, I say, well, maybe because of those experiences and then like seeing the other side, maybe that's actually even strengthened his character and strengthened his resolve because he's he's been on both sides of the aisle. He's been in both worlds. I mean, people could accuse me of being some fake person because I, I, you know, the 
the Ohio Associated Press voted me best anchor in Ohio mm. years ago. And now look at the, the Associated Press. They could be like, oh, well, she was once v- earned all these awards from the Associated Press. She's probably fake, you know? And I would be like, wait a minute. Like, yes, that is my past, but that's why I am and so passionate about true fake news now because of my past. So it's a tricky balance. It is a tricky balance. And I always try to leave room for the understanding that, you know, people change and people grow. But at the same time, you know, keep an eye out for their Actions. Yeah. Anna, I love that you at least took the initiative to do some background research. Good for you. Good for being a citizen journalist to at least get this information out there because it's important um, to at least do some digging and find out. Thank you so much, Anna in Kentucky. I'll take. It's Thursday, 420, year of our Lord, 2023. And. I get knocked down. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Christy Lee. Watch it live right now at band.video. Yes! InfoWars production team is the best production team in the world. This is the song I started talking about at the top of the show. I get knocked down. Don't we all get knocked down? But the important thing is getting back up again. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so sick of getting back up again. I need a break from from all these these getting knocked down. Anyway, um, we were talking about the 2024 election outlook with RFK Jr. entering the scene. Really, really like uh, what he has to say. It, it feels really good to hear from somebody that wants to bring everything together, um, to bring independents, Democrats, and Republicans together with some common sense uh, goals. Um, but open to hear your reservations if you have any about RFK Jr. Gonna, just going to actually take a couple more phone calls um, because we are going to need to be switching topics and talking to my guest Alex Newman in this hour, but I will take more phone calls toward the end of the show. So if you you still want to weigh in, feel free. The number is one 877 I also mentioned that Dr. Shiva has thrown his hat in the ring. He's no stranger to election um, malfeasance with his court case. Uh, have interviewed him a few times, really like his passion. Uh, interested in, in that as well. And actually, Patriot from right here in Texas wanted to talk about this beef though between Dr. Shiva and RFK. So what you got for us? Hey, Christy. Nice to see you on there again. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. So RFK Jr. was called out by Dr. Shiva big time. It's actually on your band video, a little segment, I think with, uh, I'm not sure what the name is as a guy that hosted it, but uh, Dr. Shiva's actually suing him because, um, well, with their beef, uh, <clears throat> RFK Jr. had a birthday party or a party at his house, and he's married to Cheryl Hines, 
and uh, they had a mandatory vaccination to get into his party. Yeah, so that is calling. insane. I remember when that happened. Man, she seems like a dreadful person. And and then she even threw her own husband under the bus, like when he compared uh, what we've had to deal with with the separation of the vaccinated and unvaccinated. He made comparisons to the Holocaust, and then she completely threw him under the bus um, on social media and was like, I don't agree with my husband. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh, this lady is horrible. But anyways, go ahead. Uh, yeah, but uh, Dr. Shiva is suing them, and he's calling them out big time. He, they, they don't what is he suing him for, though? Wanna, uh, it's because I think it's a defamation case because he's calling out his uh, Dr. Shiva's company, which is um, it's basically like a medicine that he came up with to get rid of uh, the coronavirus and all that, all all that little virus stuff. And he said it actually worked, mm-hmm. but. Um, What's his name? RFK Jr. is saying it's a vaccine company. So he's saying that it's not a vaccine company. It's a, a technology that he came out with hmm. to, uh, well, Dr. She was pretty smart. He's a inventor. It's uh, yeah. the email and that dude's a genius. And if you really want to get into who is real and who is not, I mean, look at Laura Loomer, um, Dr. Shiva, Carrie Lake, like all those people that you like, and they actually lost their races. Um, they're not going to let the real people win, as everybody knows. And then we're still rooting for Trump, and um, they they have controlled opposition, so they get the people to say what you want, and then you vote for them. Meanwhile, RFK Jr. or uh, Dr. Steve also called him out for the Epstein connections with RFK Jr. involved. So uh, it's something to look into. I mean, these guys control everyone, and uh, we're all rooting for right now collectively as the mainstream mainstream conservative for all these young global leaders, as you pointed out earlier. So. I mean, they own both parties, and Democrats are pretty obvious to point out. But right now, we're falling for the Tulsi Gabbard, young global leader. So, who we're is your pick? Let's let's just boil this down. Who would be your pick? Well, I think that's what it is. Everyone has these false picks, like uh, like there's only two people to choose from. But I think as long as you follow people locally that put the word first, I think what we're arguing right now is conservative versus liberal. And everyone say, well, God's on my side or God's on my side. But God's not on no one's side. You're, you have to choose to be on God's side. And right now I don't see anyone really preaching the, uh, instead of the ideologies of those two sides, they need to pr- start preaching the gospel. And I think that's the only way that you're going to get back to, like, the republic that we're used to. I mean, I think you're smart enough and I'm smart enough to um, point out the flaws Trump has. And I mean, it, there's no excuses. We keep making excuses for them, but I mean, there's so many more humans on the planet to choose from than these mainstream candidates. And yeah. the Republican Party is so corrupt too. Even if you try to run, because I've tried to run, they'll kick you out if you're oh, not yeah. a sellout. So they won't even let you on the platform. So there has to be a third party movement for sure. Well, yeah, that's why I said I really enjoyed going to Independent National Convention because, um, I mean, these people have hope for a third party. It's hard to have that hope, but um, it it sure would be nice. Have you the Jeff Durbin debate? Jeff Durbin from Arizona? He's like a pastor out there. Mm -mm. Uh, You got to listen to his video. So he he debates a lot of people. He's very uh, uh, involved in his... Yeah, Jeff Durbin from Arizona. Um, He's made a lot of uh, changes. I think if you kind of look at the model he's doing, and just preaching the word, he's got a lot of uh, abortion bans in his town. Um, like, like if we 
like like the other side's pretty smart if you think about it because they have that whole saying of thinking global but acting local yeah in our heads though in space on like voting for the president yeah when like we're not even brave enough to go into our own town right yeah absolutely we all need to be active in our own circles hey i got yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) i mean it's the most liberal city in town like Oh, we live in Texas, but change yeah. Austin before you try to change the world. Right. You know what I mean? Let me try and uh, get to another phone call, but thank you so much for weighing in on that. Very interesting. I am going to reach back out to Dr. Shiva and see if he wants to do another interview. Uh, speaking of Carrie, he, you, you mentioned Arizona. Carrie Lake, uh, I saw this in just the news. She's ahead 28 points in a hypothetical Senate uh, primary. And my instant thought when I saw this article was, so what? I mean, look what they did to her. She was way way ahead in the polls for governor and she's still quote unquote lost. So who cares if she's ahead? I mean, if they don't fix that situation, it doesn't matter what the polls say. It doesn't matter how much support she has. It's not going to go anywhere. Uh, Andrew from New York had something to say about Carrie Lake. So go for it. Happy 420. Um, so yeah, let me try to explain this is my way of thinking as best I can. Um, so Carrie Lake on uh, Hamaday. Uh, Fincham, they were all still going to be um, proving the winners. They are; they already have been proving the winners all this time. Um, but will the courts allow you know, anything to happen from it? Yes, yes. You think it will? Um, Glad you have that. Look, confidence. I think I think the I think the globalists are a lot weaker than they than they seem. I think it's already a done deal. I think that. Um, all this time, they've been collecting all the evidence on on everybody. Durham's still there, and uh, the Brunson case is still there. They they got the house, and um, I think you know Q is Q is definitely real. Q is uh, the highest level of of clearance, and um, Q is like it, there's different ways of interpreting and stuff, but. Well, I, I love that you have that confidence, but is. but and I wish I had that confidence in this the supposed well, cue. But I, it's I, after three years and and nothing like major happening or breaking. It's really hard well, to, look, to look, have look, that look. positivity anymore. <laughs> look, um, and look how much damage has been done. I, I mean, I have a hard time believing in a in a in a cue savior when people are dying. Fentanyl is is pouring in. Children are dying, being raped. Slaves, people have been killed by a a kill shot, and yet, oh, it's all part of the plan. I'm sorry, but I hope that's not part of the plan because people have died and people are are being hurt and people are being discriminated against as we speak, and nothing's happened yet. But I do, I mean, appreciate your take. I I, I would love to have that kind of hope. We'll see what how it all plays out in the end. Got to hit another break, but on the other side, uh, we're gonna be talking to Alex Newman soon, who's gonna be very uh, have some very interesting takes. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself, the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But 
most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal. We've been taking your phone calls on what you think of all these candidates uh, coming into the presidential picture Dr. Shiva, Vivek Ramaswamy, and of course, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Getting your take on uh, how you feel about these candidates. And I'll get back to some of your phone calls in just a moment. Feel free to call in if you would like. 1-877-789-2539. 1-877-789-2539. I can sprinkle them in throughout the show. Uh, do you want to give you a heads up that we're going to be joined by Alex Newman uh, after this segment. He's an award-winning international journalist, educator, author, speaker, so many of the things. It's unbelievable that this man does all of it. Um, but we're going to be talking to him after, uh, like I said, after this segment. Uh, wanted to show another video um, because when I saw this, it was just, I was just so absolutely disgusted. This is about the lowest of the low I've seen, KG, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, KJP. And that's saying a lot. Uh, Ducey asked about having the family um uh, of the Christians that, that were killed by a trans activist to the White House because they're inviting everybody else. You know, they're inviting the insurrectionists, but um, her reaction is just that of a total detestation and how dare you ask me that and just the look of disgust is so telling. It's just disgusting. Clip number five. So Monday, you're going to have three of the lawmakers who protested after... Peace, peacefully protested. Who peacefully protested after the Nashville Covenant School shooting. Have any of the victims or the victims' families been invited to the White House? I don't have anything to, to read out to you about any invite. Why? I just don't have anything at this time to read out to you at any invite. What I can say to you right now is that the president is focused on getting things done. He's focused on making sure that we are protecting our communities, that we're protecting our schools, uh, that we're protecting our churches, we're protecting our grocery, grocery yeah, stores. Yeah, okay, so whatever. Okay, so pull out. People. But just did you see just how she she answered that question? She's like, I don't have anything to say at this time. I mean, so we've already seen a pattern. The, this family has not been invited. Um, they memory hold the whole Waukesha uh, where a black man ran down innocent 
families and children and just they didn't visit them. They never invited them. Um, But yet they'll invite the Tennessee Three who by their very own definition were guilty of insurrection. And then did you notice how she's like peacefully, peacefully protested, peacefully. Uh, It's funny how they can just redefine that word whenever they think it suits them. Because of Tucker releasing the footage uh, on January 6th, we are able to see just how peaceful uh, January 6th actually was. Because of the court case against the Proud Boys, just now we are continuing to learn more and more about just how how much uh, that whole day was infiltrated. Uh, 40, I mean, 40 undercover FBI there. I mean, how, mu- how much infiltration is is needed before we can say entrapment? We saw this with the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case. More than half of those folks were, were uh, undercover, like FBI, whatever. Uh, I mean, and then we see the same exact thing with January 6th. Um, so it's not peacefully in that case, but the insurrectionists and in at the Tennessee Capitol were peaceful. She needed to make sure that she said peaceful. It didn't look peaceful, okay? Um, but again, the, the actual victims in this case continue to be ignored and it's just absolutely disgusting. And it just should show you the depravity and the evil nature of this White House. It is the worst, and she is the worst press secretary ever in history uh, to come on the scene. Uh, all right, g- getting back to our topic, uh, I hadn't hear- heard too much op- opinions on um, RFK. So let's go to Marcus in Idaho, what he has to say about RFK Jr.'s announcement for president. Hello, Christy. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I I couldn't, uh, RFK, no way. Um, on the world stage, I cannot see him speaking the uh, State of the Union with his COPD. That is such an embarrassment. I can't stand listening to him. I don't care how good he is. It, you just can't have that as for president. And so I I, I just uh, simply, simply said that's uh, no way. For vice president, sure, he'd be a great guy. But and and then you know um, Alex Jones wishy washy on uh, Donald Trump. I find that offensive. It's like you know, stick. <laughs> go ahead and do it. Or uh, it's like I'm off the Trump train now. I'm back on. I'm off. I'm on. I just hate that. I'm kind of. Why can't you just say these are what I believe in? This is the best candidate that I've found, and we're going with it, even if there is problems. It's so hard to not be pigeonholed in, into that um, situation of realizing just how horrible what we have now is. It's hard to not get into that, like, voting for the lesser of two evils mind frame. Like, Biden is so bad that if Trump is the next best thing, then I'm going to throw my support behind him, even though he's definitely not he, – he's definitely wasn't what – I think we wanted him to be, you know, he, he did not drain the swamp and he did a terrible job with this whole vaccine situation and continues I, to support. I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent behind Trump. I always have been. I think he did really great for America. Best president ever in this country. Um, he, the, the swamp people don't really realize that that was created in 1776. That's a very old swamp. There's <laughs> its tentacles are everywhere. <laughs> You're talking about um, four years and lawsuits and every step of the way, blocking, 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 blocking. And you say he's not getting, hadn't gotten things done. I kind of refute that. Hmm. 
All right, well, yeah, I mean, there's there's no arguing with the fact that he, he despite his his downfalls, he, you know, we we certainly had a good economy. We had peace. We had um, manufacturing brought back here. Um, so, I mean, there, I just, that you can't deny, you know, all of the good that he brought to the table, but, uh, it does make it, it does make it really hard for, for, I mean, for me personally to trust the guy with his defense of this vaccine, which I've had to do way too many interviews on people that were harmed or killed by that vaccine. And the fact that he continues to support it, that's, that gives me huge pause. Was it, is it possible that he had to sign a non-disclosure agreement? And that I mean, they they've made everybody else sign those, and they decided that if you speak against it, they're going to take away um, our military installations. Um, does it not seem likely that um, he's up against the wall in that too? I don't know. And as a businessman, that he would um, he would stick to what he had to do. I I think that that, that is a. A possibility. I don't know. I mean, it certainly is a head scratcher. I mean, that you would stand up against a lot, well, sort of stand up against lockdowns, not completely, and stand up against mandated vaccines, but yet still act like it was just the greatest operation warp speed was just the greatest thing ever. I I, I mean, gosh, that would, I guess, make it make more sense. It's possible. I mean, I can't say for certain in any way. Um, So just. Uh, but you know, I kind of, uh, it, yeah, he made mistakes, yeah. definitely. Um, but who doesn't make mistakes? That's true. And that's, that's true. Hey, th- th- I have to uh, cut you cut you off now because I, I have to hit this break. But thank you so much for calling and sharing your perspective. All perspectives are welcome here on this platform. Uh, when we return, we are inviting on our very special guest, Alex Newman, journalist, author. TV host. He does all of the things. (laughs) So we're going to talk to him and, and get his take on some of these topics when we get back after the break. 1776 Testosterone Boost is back in stock. It is a private label of the number one best-selling natural testosterone booster on the market. It does incredible things for men, but women also love it. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to experience this product for yourself. I never have any issues in the libido department, but it's always good to supercharge it and take it to the next level. And I'm just going to tell you, bottom line, my wife is blown away. I am a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the sheets, and I'm telling you, at 49, I've got more energy in that department than I had when I was 18. And I owe it all to 1776 Testosterone Boost, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. It's also great for your muscles, your body, your energy, your workouts. Get 1776 Testosterone Boost at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Christy Lee. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back. Welcome back to The American Journal. Christy Lee filling in today. I was just looking at Twitter, shared the live stream. You guys are so nice, writing little nice comments. If you're not following me on Twitter, do so now. Christy Lee TV. 
Christy Lee TV. Follow me on Twitter. Join the club. I'm so shadow banned on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, while you're at it, go to facebook.com slash Christy Lee TV, facebook.com slash Christy Lee TV. Uh, I've been stuck at 96,000 uh, likes on Facebook for about the past year <laughs> because they won't let me grow anymore. When I was a traditional journalist, I would get like thousands of people watching my live streams on Facebook. And now that uh, I say naughty truth things, uh, Facebook just completely hides my page, but I, I they will not let me cross that 100,000 Rubicon. So if you are still following Facebook, then follow my page, Chris Lee TV, just so I can stick it to them and somehow get over that 100,000 uh, that they will they will not allow me to cross. Anyways, um, my latest endeavor has been joining the AMP News team, which has been really exciting. I have a new show over there on ampnews.us. It's called Counter Narrative with Christy Lee. And I'm learning more about the other hosts on there. And so today we're going to be talking to another host, Alex Newman, and he comes highly decorated. He's an award-winning international journalist, educator, author, uh, investor, consultant, president of Liberty Sentinel Media. Um, so many of the things he writes for uh, Epoch Times and um, I, I, it's just so much. <laughs> it is so much. <laughs> I'm like tired reading his his bio, I told him. Um, and uh, I just wanted to welcome you, you in, Alex. I'm sorry that I cannot cover your whole bio because it would take up the entire three hours, <laughs> I feel like. Um, I, hey, also, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I also noticed that in your bio, it says, it literally says uh, five kids so far. <laughs> so I'm like, so all of these things plus five kids so far. <laughs> Right. My goodness. I don't know how y'all are doing it. um, But one of the things that I've heard about you, because I'm just getting to know more about you, to sum up when people have told me about you is they're like, he's so smart. So it's like, you're basically just the smartest man alive is to sum up your whole bio is what I'm going to (laughs) say. I don't know about all that, but I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. You're welcome. So um, you just had this bombshell report in uh, Epic Times. Um, It's called, it's UN seeks vast new power for global emergencies. Um, And I read the whole thing. It's a lot to take in. I'm hoping you can help kind of bring it down for us, uh, summarize it, if if at all possible, for us to kind of fully understand what you were able to expose with this article. Yeah, well, thank you, Christy. And so there, there are almost no journalists in the world who report critically on the United Nations. So that task has fallen to me. I've been following them around the world uh, my entire career in journalism. I try to go to their uh, climate conferences and their sustainable development conferences. So I've got a huge network of sources within the UN. So when they're trying to do stuff in the shadows, uh, I usually get several people who send me reports, documents, news tips and things. Tell me where the bodies are buried, so to speak. Uh, somebody sent me this. Turns out the U.N. has this proposal and they've put it on paper. It's in a policy brief called Our Common Future. They want to strengthen global governance to deal with international emergencies. And as you read this paper, what you find out is they don't actually have to be global and they don't actually have to be emergencies. And what happens when the secretary general activates these protocols, if it's approved uh, later this year, is that basically nation states, uh, the private sector, experts, scientists. uh, There you see the report right there for those of you who are watching us. 
Um, it all falls under the control of the United Nations. So if it's a global health emergency, the WHO would take the lead. If it's a global environmental emergency, the UN Environment Program and some of the other agencies would take the lead, all under the direction of the Secretary General, who happens to have been the leader of the Socialist International. So uh, I reached out to uh, the Chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, which uh, oversees uh, U.S. relationships with international organizations. He expressed concerns about this. Uh, I reached out to Donald Trump's uh, Assistant Secretary of State for International Organizations. He said passing this, approving this, would be the equivalent of putting the Communist Party of China, the most murderous entity in all of human history, in charge of global emergency response. And so I reached out to the Biden State Department, and they said, yeah, we we, uh, we really support this um, international peace and security is best served through our involvement with the with the UN. So that's kind of the, the story in a nutshell right there, Christy. Hugely significant. So far, it has not been covered by any other media except, uh, you know, after my report in the Epoch Times, it was on the front page. It's gotten picked up by a lot of the um, so-called alternative media, what I call the real media. But uh, so far, the establishment propaganda machine is uh, remaining totally silent on this, I think, for obvious reasons. Now, one thing that we did hear and get warned of only, of course, from the alternative media was this whole WHO treaty that they're not really calling a treaty because that would have its own issues. Apparently, I'd, I had done interviews with uh, the Breggans, Dr. Peter Bregan and his wife about um, just what this would do in terms of taking over control. But the naysayers were saying, nope, Constitution is the supreme law of the land. This this the, this would not – basically – this is just overhyping what this WHO treaty would do. What's your take? Well, the uh, the goal of these treaties, and they are treaties, to be clear. Yes, they renamed it the International Pandemic Accord. They're calling it reg uh, amendments to the regulations, to the international uh, health regulations, which sounds so uh, non-alarming. Uh, non but uh, to be clear, these are absolutely an attempt to seize total control over the health response to uh, international emergencies. And so these are directly related to this proposal by the Secretary General. Uh, of course, it is true that our Constitution is still the supreme law of the land. It is true that the Biden administration has no legitimate constitutional authority to sign up for this, even if the Senate were to ratify it, which they won't. Um, you know, the Supreme Court has made clear and our founding fathers who wrote our Constitution made clear the federal government cannot grant itself new powers merely by adopting a treaty. Uh, if they could, what would be the point of having a Constitution, right? What would be the point of having uh, an amendment process to the Constitution? The federal government doesn't have these powers, so they can't give them away. But to, to kind of illustrate for people how significant this power grab is, uh, I was in Egypt a few months ago for the U.N. Climate Summit, and you had the secretary or the uh, director general of the World Health Organization, who incidentally was on the central committee of a mass murdering ethno-Marxist terrorist organization called the Tigray People's Liberation Front. Uh, he was running around saying that uh, climate change is a global health emergency. And, and these globalists have repeatedly told us that gun violence is a global public health emergency. Um, uh, racism is a global public health emergency. So they're saying everything is a global public health emergency and the UN and the WHO need to have all authority to respond to global health emergencies. Uh, obviously, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to connect the dots here and realize this is a really bad idea. And are they going to, you think, worm their way in with the, the gun, gun control initiatives into uh, this as well as a global health emergency? Uh, they always do. Uh, and that, the CDC is actually helping to lay the groundwork for that right now. They're talking about the, the science of gun control. And you, know, you can't disagree with the science trademark. Um, you know, if the science says guns are bad uh, and it's a global emergency, I mean, you know, we need we need to just submit to, to our overlords who know better than us 
uh, how to respond to these emergencies. So very, very dangerous. Uh, you know, on the bright side, our, our founders in this country were very wise. They put together a very uh, intelligent system where power is divided, not just across multiple branches of government at the federal level, but also between the states and the federal government. The states only delegated certain tasks to the federal government. Uh, handing power to the WHO is not among those tasks. And so uh, states have not just the opportunity, I would say the responsibility to intervene here and say, look, we're not going to be obeying or paying any attention to any WHO mandates, directives or policies regarding the health of the people of our state. And what are your thoughts on our state representatives and Congress really even knowing about this enough to resist it? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I found out that uh, members of Congress were not even aware of this, right? They, they only became aware of it when I either sent them a note or when um, when they read my article, which is very alarming to me. I mean, why are their staffs not, they've got huge staff, right, paid for by us taxpayers. Why are they not following these critical issues? Uh, instead, they'd rather do a dog and pony show about, we're going to try to cut the, the budget by 1%. I mean, really... Give me a break. You know, I, I talk. It's like the Titanic is sinking. We're going to polish the the door handles to make them look nice. Um, we need members of Congress to be paying attention. Fortunately, at the state level, I think we have a lot better uh, opportunity to stop a lot of this madness. Absolutely. We're talking to Alex Newman, who is a writer for Epic Times. He's a contributor to AMP News, ampnews.us. Make sure you check out this article. We're talking about UN seeks vast new powers for global emergencies. Spread the word. Contact your, your state representative. And we are picking up with Alex on the other side. Thank you so much for being here. And, and we'll continue on the other side. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. 1776 testosterone boost is back in stock it is a private label of the number one best-selling natural testosterone booster on the market it does incredible things for men but women also love it ladies and gentlemen you need to experience this product for yourself i never have any issues in the libido department but it's always good to supercharge it and take it to the next level and i'm just going to tell you bottom line my wife is blown away. I am a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the sheets. And I'm telling you, at 49, I've got more energy in that department than I had when I was 18. And I owe it all to 1776 Testosterone Boost, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. It's also great for your muscles, your body, your energy, your workouts. Get 1776 Testosterone Boost at InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. 
Christy Lee filling in for Harrison Smith. So happy to be joining you guys. It's been a while since I've been at an InfoWars desk, so this is great. Uh, one of my newest ventures is being a host of a weekday program, Monday through Friday, on AMP News. You can go to ampnews.us, ampnews.us, and check out my show. It's called Counter Narrative with Christy Lee, Counter Narrative with Christy Lee. They're on AMP News. And, you know, you can watch it anytime, so it doesn't have to conflict with your InfoWars programming. You can just go there when you're not watching InfoWars. And um, you can also watch another show, a weekly show. My guest today is Alex Newman, who does so many things, writes for Epic Times and for WND and uh, also has this weekly show, The Liberty Hour on AMP News. Uh, so check that out. But we were before the break, we were talking about this article that has um, really made its round. It's UN seeks vast new powers for global emergencies. Alex Newman's able to really tie everything together with this WHO treaty and uh, just this huge power grab. And Alex, you were telling me, uh, welcome back in, by the way, you were telling me that this has been kind of your thing. You've been covering uh, the United Nations, actually holding them accountable, um, unlike many other journalists for quite some time. I can't imagine that this would make you many friends there. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that, Christy, because there are uh, an enormous number of people within the UN bureaucracy, all the way up to the highest levels, who are very uncomfortable by what's happening. And so I, I've got sources at the highest levels of the UN. Uh, and every once in a while, one of them will become so disgusted by what's happening there that they'll actually come out and, and do an on the record interview with me. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, so U.N. troops, uh, international peacekeepers were down in the Central African Republic raping children everywhere. I mean, little kids, seven, eight, nine year olds were being raped by these disgusting uh, pieces of human trash. And um, uh, somebody in the human rights office in Switzerland, uh, a Swede by the name of Anders Kompas, said, hey, you guys, uh, we need to stop this. We can't have U.N. troops running around raping kids. Uh, and so he was silenced. Well, he went to French prosecutors to blow the whistle. And uh, French prosecutors, of course, uh, opened a case and tried to do something about it. So the U.N. had this man marched out of his office under armed guard. They fired him. They demonized him. Uh, and at that point, an undersecretary general of the U.N., right below the secretary general, who oversees one of the U.N.'s agencies, contacted me and said, hey, Alex, I'm ready to do an on-the-record on interview. Uh, we met on an island in the Baltic Sea, spoke for three or four hours. I wrote an article about it. She was the Undersecretary General for the Office of Internal Oversight Services. This is basically like the UN's internal policing mechanism. Uh, and she said, look, this man who was trying to stop the rape of children should have been given a medal. He should not have been uh, escorted out of his office under armed guard and smeared and demonized. Um, so there are decent people at all levels working within the UN, just like there are within the federal government. Um, but at the highest levels, you know, when you really get to the folks pulling the strings at the UN, uh, what you find is is um, seriously dark, uh, seriously wicked. But I'm encouraged that there are still good people in there willing to blow the whistle, willing to speak out, willing to pass information to journalists. Um, that's encouraging and that's good news for all of us. Absolutely. That is encouraging to hear and that you have that connection and you're actually one of the few journalists that's bringing this information to us. Another article that we've seen a lot um, going around about the UN is that uh, this is just one of the articles from the National Pulse. The United Nations says minors can consent to sex and anti-trans activism should be criminalized. Is one of the reasons they're trying to... uh, put the the stamp of approval on minors consenting to sex because of their own criminal activity? 
I think that's part of it, Christy. Uh, what we're dealing with here are, are people who are absolutely depraved, people who think uh, sex with children is uh, not only acceptable, but fine and dandy. Uh, they also see it also as a vehicle for breaking down uh, the traditional moral order, the traditional um, structures of morality and ethics. Uh, and they made this very clear at the most recent UN Climate Summit in Egypt that I went to. They actually put out a report saying we need a new system of ethics and morality. Uh, this clown car marched up to the top of what they say is Mount Sinai and revealed a new Ten Commandments. Uh, and so, you know, one of the stories that I've covered for consistently for well over 10 years, uh, back when nobody was touching this, uh, is the UN's peacekeeping forces running around the world raping children. Uh, this has been a problem for decades. Uh, it goes back all the way to the very beginning of UN peacekeeping. They do it with impunity. Uh, I've written probably dozens of stories about this in the New American magazine, and so uh, where I serve as senior editor. And so to have the UN now come out and say, look, on the one hand, we want to have total authority to respond to global emergencies. On the other hand, we want to legalize uh, sex with children. You know, nobody should think that this is acceptable. Uh, and yet at the highest levels of this tax funded institution, they're openly promoting both of these things at the same time when they have a long and sordid track record of not just uh, encouraging and facilitating this evil, but allowing it to happen with total impunity, right? None of these people who rape children at the UN get arrested. None of them are ever held accountable. They all have diplomatic immunity. Um, it almost couldn't be worse. Uh, and yet they expect us to, to submit to this. It's simply madness. And then suddenly elite pedophile rings doesn't sound like such a conspiracy theory anymore, does it? And you're telling me that the, that the Biden administration has uh, actually gone on record saying they approve of this uh, power grab by the UN, right? Yes, I do. I reached out to the State Department. People can see the comments that they sent me. Um, they, they made very clear that we think uh, international peace and security is best advanced through robust U.S. engagement with the United Nations um, and uh, multilateral organizations. So they're, they're being very clear here about their agenda in any possible way that they can. They are interested in surrendering more of our sovereignty to the United Nations and its agencies. Well, I mean, it's such a service what you do in helping expose all of this, but I know a lot of listeners and, and audience sometimes get frustrated with hearing all of the depravity that goes on and not really knowing what to do about it or if anything will actually be done. So what is your message of of, of an action step here? What can we do? Uh, well, there's a lot that can be done. And, you know, everybody's got different skills, talents. God has placed everybody in different positions. Um, you know, for me, uh, what I do is I try to expose and reprove evil. Uh, and I know that's what you do as well, Chrissy. And in fact, that's what the Apostle Paul tells us to do in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, that people were seeing on my Twitter feed right there. It says, I have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And if raping children and trying to grab all power and authority over global emergencies is not unfruitful works of darkness, I don't know what is. Right? Uh, and then he goes on to say, but expose them or reprove them. Uh, and so that's step one. Right. These people need to be exposed. Their agenda needs to be exposed. Uh, and then once we have uh, education and awareness about this among the American people, uh, there are very few people in this country who think any of this is OK. So once they're educated, once they're aware, they can start developing relationships with their state legislators, with their members of Congress. They can talk to their governor. They can talk to their U.S. senators uh, and try to implement deliberate policies. Uh, there, there are great bills, uh, wonderful bills to deal with a lot of these things that have been introduced in almost every Congress now for decades. 
uh, the American Sovereignty Restoration Act would actually get the United States completely out of the U.N. Uh, you've got bills to defund the WHO. Republicans could defund the WHO right now without one iota of help from the U.S. Senate or from Joe Biden. All they have to do is when they pass the budget come September, they there will be no money for the WHO from the U.S. taxpayer. There will be no money to implement any decision of the WHO from the U.S. taxpayer. And that shuts it all down. So there's a lot that can be done. Uh, again, we have a, a constitution that was written by incredibly brilliant individuals. Uh, and so even if we can't get the, the Republicans in the House to do the right thing, uh, we have 50 different state governments, each of which could play a major role in being an obstacle to these agendas and protecting the rights, liberties of people. Uh, and this is true even down to the local government, right? If, if you develop a relationship with your sheriff and uh, if the UN or the WHO tries to mandate some new crazy health policy like we saw over the last three years with COVID, uh, all that has to happen is your sheriff has to say, nope, I took a note to the U.S. Constitution to protect the rights of these people, my constituents. I'm not going to be enforcing any crazy uh, WHO policies in this county. In fact, I'm not going to allow them to be enforced in this county. Uh, if we had several thousand sheriffs stand up and do that, this agenda would be dead in its tracks. Uh, and you, listener, you, viewer, can make that happen. And being that you have a long history as a uh, international journalist, I always am interested in, we have so much news coming at us and most of it's just junk news. So what do you think is, is the biggest story that we should all be paying attention? Is it this UN story power grab or, or is it something else? Well, I, I think what's happening now, and, and I've been speaking about this for a long time, Christy, they are planning to unleash crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis to bring our country to its knees. Um, they are right now in the process of rearranging what they call the world order. And I talked about this last time I was on with Harrison Smith. Uh, we're moving from what they describe as a unipolar world order to this multipolar world order. The consequences for the United States and for people around the world are enormous. In fact, you can't overstate them. And so, folks, uh, be aware, get yourself educated and then get involved. Uh, it's just absolutely critical. Uh, if you've got children in the public school system, uh, really spend some time thinking and praying about that because they are grooming our children for this in the future. And uh, as parents, as Americans, as uh, people who love freedom, we have got to be involved in this. And these stories are all of critical significance. All right. And um, to follow your stories of critical uh, significance, we can follow your weekly show on amp.us. And and if we want to follow you on Twitter, what's your handle? Uh, it's Alex Newman underscore J-O-U. For the viewers, you can see it right there. Alex Newman underscore J-O-U is for journalism. And uh, my personal website is libertysentinel.org. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us, Alex. Fascinating. And I love how you're able to just pack all that information in uh, so much that we're able to cover. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it. So we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024. It's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-825-5225. 
253-3139. 